0: Welcome to the Unlimited You Shows Food for the Soul. Fridays with your hosts, Wakisha Green and Audra Walker. This show is designed to help you heal, break through, and break forth. We are also here to encourage you to go beyond your limitations and design the life God has planned specifically for you. We will be sharing some kingdom principles and strategies that you can take and apply to your daily lives. It's time to be healed. It's time to be whole. It's time to be free, and it's time to live your best life right now. So with that being said, we are super excited to have each and every one of you join us as we dive into a very responsible, transparent, real, and fun conversation that's impacting lives across the globe on Food for the Soul Fridays. Now let's talk about it. And look, how everybody doing? Y'all good?
1: Long day.
0: I know we didn't have a long
1: day. I'm hoping to go bowling tonight. Okay. Girl My birthday that. is on a Wednesday, and I'm like, mm, I'll be at work. So right. Bowling sounds about right.
0: I know that's right, honey. Shoot. Y'all need to go get on some skates.
1: Everybody don't want to skate. Set. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with skating. It's, I don't want to drive all the way to the west side. Oh, okay. Because the bowling alley is literally like maybe 10 minutes from here. So, bowling okay. is a lot closer than skating. And I don't want none of my kids driving me. Oh, well. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm trying cool. to tell you. So, look, we got. Jessica, we got, of course, my sister Audra. So we're going to, we wanted to come on here. You guys, um, we're actually going to do a different topic. um until the Lord reminded me what this month was. Um, and so we're going to talk about survive to thrive tonight. So it's going to be some questions go out. We're going to dialogue. We're going to have this conversation so we can help somebody else. And I, and I basically said survive to thrive for the next generation, because we don't just go through just for us, you know, and, um, it was a video that, that, you know, we were watching and it's called, I forgive you. And so it was really, it was right on time because what happens sometimes is we, we just going to kind of, we're going to touch on. Y'all tell me what you want to talk about first. Breast cancer or y'all want to do domestic violence first? I'm going to, let, let's let's talk about
2: it. Let's do breast cancer and end with domestic violence.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Because I think in domestic violence, we got a whole lot to unpack, unpack. Especially with the video and stuff going on. Not that breast cancer is not important and, and we trying to overlook it or quit passive because we're going to get in depth with that, but I want the majority to be about DV today. Today,
0: right, right, yeah. So with, um, you know, I know, sis, that you have, um, you've shared your testimony before about surviving um, breast cancer. So what would you tell, um, what would you tell people to make sure that they are they're on top of that, and pretty much how I know you have shared. But it's some people that might not have heard you right, what happened during your process when you did find out that you had breast cancer. So share that if you will, and then give us some um some give us some nuggets for people to be aware and how they can check and see what's going on.
2: Well, the first thing I will say is always do a self-breast check. You know, I know a lot of doctors got away from um they Clients are telling their clients to check their breasts, but I think that's very important to do every month. Had I not done that, I would have right. not found the lump and I would not have noticed. I wouldn't have called my doctor. Right. By me doing that, and I know um when I was in the military, I found the lump and they didn't do a Bobs or anything, they just did an ultrasound. And it was like, oh, it's like a water cyst, it would come every time you have your men see. And just keep checking or whatever and just go to the, um, go get a mammogram every year. Well, I would go to get a mammogram every year and I would get the same thing. You're not old enough yet. You have to be 40 years old to get a mammogram. And I kept telling them like, hey, my doctor want me to get checked because I found a loan. And I have a family history of breast cancer. So he wants me to get checked. They just dismissed me like it was like. You're not 40, we're not doing it, right? But I kept checking myself, and every month, it would come and go and come and go. Well, this year, in 2012, it never left. And I was like, huh, like, my cycle was gone for two weeks, and it's still here, you know? And So before that, right, I would get sharp, sharp pains in my breasts. I was like, I'd be at work, and I'm like, "Ah." and I was like, should I check myself in? And I was like, nah, ain't nothing. I ain't going to check myself in. But subconsciously so is telling me check in so you can get a get a mammogram done you need to right. check it but i'm dismissing god's voice right right to check in and i worked in the er and it was easy for me to check in and get that done but i dismiss it like oh you know it's what my psycho will go yada, right. yada so you know i check and i was like okay it's gonna go away and i'm checking and i was like okay so And my husband was deployed at the time, so I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to call a doctor whatever. So I woke up the next morning, and my breast was discolored. Mm. I'm just like, okay, well, this ain't good. So I called Mm. my doctor, and he was like, come on in. And we got in, and he did an ultrasound. And he was like, oh, yeah, we (coughs) found something there. God bless you. Thank you. He said, we found something there, so we're going to see you right now to get a mammogram. So when they did the mammogram, it was like, oh, yeah, we seen some some tissues and, you know, some stuff that a little concerning. So we're going to come back um, in two days. We want you to come back so we could um, schedule your biopsy. That day I went back two days later, got the biopsy. They sent it off to the pathologist. And I would say within a week that the hospital called me to come up there and they told me I had breast cancer. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and it wasn't a reaction they was looking for right like well we need you to go home and get somebody and then come back so in my mind i'm like why do i have to go home and get somebody and come back you already told me i got breast cancer what more can you tell me than that you know i'm
0: already here so (laughs) what
2: bring somebody with me in the beginning right like all right I'll, i'll try to find somebody and come back i said do i have a certain time no just whenever you can find somebody just come back i said okay so on my way home, I'm like, "Nah, I am on this island." Cause at this time we in Hawaii. I'm at, my husband is deployed. My oldest two children is too young. Right. So I'm sitting there like, "Who am I gonna get?" I don't have no family here in Hawaii. So I'm just like, and that was literally the only time I cried. It wasn't because I had breast cancer. because like I'm alone. I don't have no family here. Who am I gonna get? Right. So God said, "Stop the crying. You do have family. Call your pastor." Right. I called my pastor and I promised you she was asleep. I was like, they I they got the results. They told me I had cancer, but they told me to go home and get somebody and come back. She said, Well, come get me. By the time you get in my house, I will be ready. Right. We I went picked her up. We went back. They put us in the room. The doctors and them come. They looked like it was a death sentence. Child, we in there crying, laughing. I don't remember <laughs> the joke, but we laughing so hard, we crying.
0: Right.
2: Till so they walked in the room, they saw us laughing. They stepped out the room. Look at the name on the room. Came back, Miss Walker. I was like, "Yes, come on in." You know that still laughing. Right. It's looking like, and so the doctor he came out of his mouth. He said, "Did did they t- tell you?" I said, "Yes, yeah. she told me I had cancer." And he looked puzzled, like, "But why are you laughing?" Right. And and I'm looking at his face. I said, um, "Yeah, she told me." And I went, "God, this is my pastor." I introduced. I said, um, "I understand that I have breast cancer." I said, "But I'm I, I, you looking at me like I'm supposed to be crying? I'm not." Right. I said, "No, but answer your question that you have in your head. I'm not crying because I know who my father is. Right? And I already know he went before me, and I'm healed, and I got the victory." I said, so what I need to know from you is what's the next step? Right. And I mean, like, what? So my pastor, no, I get up, you know, like, I, I can't take too much. Like, don't be asking. I don't told you what's the next step. Let's go. You know, I'm going to get mad. Right.
0: Getting, getting frustrated.
2: Yeah. So she stepped in. She said, look, she understand the diagnosis or whatever. So we want to know how active are y'all going to be? What's the next step? What are we going to do? Right. So he was like, well, um we could do this 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 and this I said, okay that's fine When is the quickest we can have the surgery uh you don't want to think about it? nope i'm gonna get a double mastectomy when we could when we can schedule the surgery
0: right
2: oh uh, we could um get a consulting with the or team we could probably do it the earliest like two weeks okay that'll, that'll work i'm all for that that's, right. that's all rolling so he's like, "Well, I'm just giving the ballpark." I say, "It don't matter. Just give me a call. Let me know." And so we went on talking more and more and more. And then he's like, "Do you want us to call your husband? Send for your husband?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, who's their spouse there? Like, yeah. Please do a Red Cross message to get my husband home. Right. So that happened, and so we had the surgery, and. Then I had a consult with the plastic surgeon, but he wasn't, he couldn't do his part till he know what the radiation was gonna do and how they was gonna do it. So like it was a whole year, 2012. But I'm gonna tell you how good God is, right? Well, most people would give up and and just be looking sick. Right. Hey, you're going through this for somebody else. Yeah, I need to got- walk and show people who I am. Right. Since I did that, I didn't miss a beat. Now, one day I was fighting. Let me tell you, I had braids in my hair when I started chemo, and I think I had on my fourth round of chemo. The lady said, "Your hair haven't fallen out yet."
0: Hmm.
2: Said, That's amazing because most people after the second one, it has, just falls out. You on right. your Damn. And I was like, "Cause it's gone." oh God. It's- yeah. <laughs> But after that, my hair started falling out, but we took the braids out and we just, you know, we didn't cut them like most people shaved their head I was like, no, nope, just take the braids out. What's there? There was not that. Right. Out where we, well, going through chemo, it was like, I was the poster child of chemo because they saw how I was going through it. It was like, well, we have people that come in and we trying to tell them about chemo. they be scared. Can you talk to them? Sure. I can.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I know this ain't for me.
0: Right, right.
2: I'm here for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I did that. And like the one lady, she was like, why did y'all go get her? She don't have cancer.
0: <laughs> right, because you I- wasn't, What was me.
2: Yes. I didn't look like it, honey. I had my wig on. I kept my makeup on, baby. You couldn't tell this even nothing. Right. Okay. I was like, look, this is what I was before, and this is how I'm gonna go through, and this right. is how I'll be afterwards. Okay. So I I told her, I say, honey, I just got off the machine. I just finished my treatment. Right. And she looking at me like, but you still have your hair, honey. No, this is a wig. I know, thank you. Right. But this is a wig. <laughs> I know that's right. Said, but you don't look. I said, how are you supposed to look when you have cancer? Right. She couldn't answer me. Because I'm trying to see how you're supposed to look. i supposed to look sick.
0: Mm-hmm. i
2: supposed to look, you know, scared. Crying. Right. What, what? Tell me how i supposed to look. She couldn't answer me. So fast forward, did the radiation. By all this time I'm going through that, I'm going to tell y'all how good God is. I didn't miss a beat with school. Was scheduled to graduate in December. Guess what? I still graduate in December fighting cancer with a master's degree. Right. And that's why I tell people, if I could do it fighting cancer, you could do it. Right. It ain't no such thing as I can't. Right. I can't because you can. And so the main thing I would tell people is this. Check yourself because you know your body better than anybody else.
0: Right.
2: If you don't know how to do it, it's it's pictures on and videos on on youtube on the on google google it it'll show you how to do a breast self-examination for yourself do it in the shower when you wet and you can feel a lump you know you hold your hand up one hand up you feel whatever you look for discoloration looks for if you haven't discharged out your out your um, breast. all that is signs. if you yeah. have a Pains, a lot of people don't believe, but if you having sharp, sharp pains and you constantly going to go get checked, mm-hmm. because I would have never thought those sharp pains would have been associated with breast cancer.
0: Right. And you said they were in your chest, right?
2: In my breast.
0: In your breast. Okay.
2: Yes. So check yourself. If If it's a little inclination, like I should go get checked, go get checked.
0: Right. Because
2: that ain't just something just popping up in your mind. That's God telling you, go get checked. Right. Or go get checked. And what I would tell you is, if you get checked and you happen to be diagnosed with it, don't get discouraged. Hold right. on to your faith. Because if you know who God is, you know he already healed you. Right. He said, by my stripe, you are healed. So when that comes to you, like, God, thank you for this victory. I'm already here. I just got to go through. There you go. Through the process. I just got to go through. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They'd be looking at me when I tell my story like, you didn't cry. What am I going to cry for? Because I'm not defeated. Right. I know God had me to go through what I went through because it was going to be women to come along that I needed to help and I had to encourage and I had to give faith to. And my pastor in Hawaii, she now in Missouri. It was a woman in her church that was going through it and she called me and she was like, I need you to talk to her. I say give her my number right. so she to call me the lady never called me she asked me i said no she said well i'm going to give you her number and i called the lady and she called me back she said i'm sorry i missed your number yeah she told me i was just busy and sometimes on facebook she would she would tag me and post or you know what she says so she's like thank you sis for encouraging me because i was so defeated right and that's and I know that is what God called me to do to encourage people going through because even though she had faith and she knew who God was, some people forget that when they're going through things and right. they get defeated and they forget who they who their help is, who their mm-hmm. strength is, and that's what I feel like God had me to be a vessel to help them remember right. our Father. He is the healer. Yeah. He already gave you the victory. Right. The, Way you could be defeated and cancer could take you out is if you allow the enemy to destroy your mind and think that God can't heal you.
0: Right, and you I am up.
2: ten years free cancer free.
0: Amen. Praise God. Ten
2: years, sis. Look, yeah. let me tell you, I am a living testimony what God right. can do. Right. And if he did it for me, he could do it for others. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But you know. they got to have the faith of a mustard seed. And the mustard seed, I, I actually work with a mustard seed. A mustard seed is so small.
1: Right. And you take it's it off
2: so the pack. It is. So you need a magnifying glass to see it. So just think, if you have a faith like that, what God could do. All he right. said, you just need a faith of a mustard seed. He'll do the rest.
0: Yeah. yeah. And he said a grain of a mustard seed. So that tells you that that's a little faith.
2: Little faith. Little faith. Oh, ye ye of little
1: faith. faith.
0: Ye Mm. of little faith. Yeah. So you oops, that's good. And God is, yeah, God is so good. So good. He's so faithful. And I love that because just here, you know, with me, I had experienced that as well. You know, a couple of months ago where I went in, I didn't realize. That women are supposed to get their mammograms at 40 years old now. I was thinking it was 45 plus. And they was like, my doctor was like, No, it's actually 40. So she ordered me to have a mammogram done. And I had never, you know, I didn't feel any any anything odd at all. And so I was like, well, shoot, I don't feel anything odd. And so when I went in and got it done, and then he was talking about it was the tissues was deeper than my up than my and in the left one than my right one. And I'm like, okay, Father, uh-uh, we are not claiming that. We are not claiming that. And so it says, you know, I messaged you when I said, sis, pray, lift me up, that it comes back benign. But um, I had to do the same thing as go through a bi- biopsy. And it did come back benign, praise God. So um, yeah, but if you're right, check on yourselves and you know when something is is off, you know, and even if you don't, feel anything wrong get your checkups
2: and you know what i i am i am still fighting that they take away the age limit because it's so many african women of color i'm not going to even say african it's women of color right that is getting breast cancer before 40 right when i got diagnosed i was not 40 i was 30 so i don't I don't believe and then when you tell them like hey I have a history my doctor want me and it's like oh nope you have to be 40 so I am fighting and I'm trying to get it passed in Congress where they could take away the age of 40 because it's too many women that is getting diagnosed before 40 and dying because they can't get a mammogram till they 40 that is ridiculous to me
0: right right Mm. yeah that's good mama joined y'all Hey, hey, mom! Hey, you. Hey. <laughs> yeah, she. Mama was having a hard time getting in, but we're glad you're here, mama. But yeah, I. I think yeah, that is wonderful, sis. And praise God that, you know, you were in a place where your faith, out, it, it, your faith conquered your situation that you were going through All at right. that moment. That's why I say survive to thrive because people need us to survive and thrive so they know that they can get through it too. And and we all know that everybody won't go through, you know, breast cancer, everybody won't go through. And the next thing that we'll talk about is domestic violence, you know, but a lot of people go through different things. And you got one thing you said was, I said, "I, I look, I know my father. You said, I know my father. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me to look defeated. They wanted me to act defeated. But I I couldn't because I know who my help came from. I know where my help came from.
2: Exactly. And let me tell tell y'all something. Y'all could turn that around. Y'all could turn the, the, you know how the thermostat turns the atmosphere? Right. That is what I did because it was one of my visits after my surgery. That doctor told me, he said, you gave me so much faith. And I was like, "How is that?" He said, "You was the first person I have ever seen that got a diagnosis, did not cry, right? Think they was gonna die." He said, "You restored my faith in what I'm doing." He said, right. "Because when he said the reason why I came in a room like that, because most of the time when women find out and then we come back in, they are torn up, they are crying, they're defeated, they don't know what to do." Right. He said, "That's why I walked out and walked back in. Like, did y'all tell her? Cause she's." laughing <laughs> right, right. And I see Him, i said because my father already told me
0: that right. whatever
2: the situation is he got me right and and when he told me i restored his faith i'm like look at god well, there you go because it was something that you needed from me too doctor right because you was losing your faith in god and with your ability to do what you was doing
0: Right, right, because
2: so many people, I guess it was weighing on him, I'm not sure, but from him saying that to me, I took like he was it was weighing on him that I have to keep giving these women bad news, and I mm-hmm. gotta do this, and you know, I don't know if I could keep doing this, right, so that's why I feel like I restored his faith, like you keep doing what you're doing,
0: right, Absolutely. but it ain't
2: me who restoring your faith, it was our father restoring your faith through through me.
0: you, there you go,
2: oh. and And I had to tell him that and like he was like he come in there like our relationship had changed because I thought he was just a cold doctor like he because he couldn't process me at first. Right. He couldn't understand me. But when he told me that I said God you are so good. Yes. Yes. But yeah just keep pushing you guys keep pushing. If you if you're not 40 and you got a a family history of breast cancer. Keep pushing, keep telling your doctors, keep telling them till you can get it. Because one thing I do know working in healthcare, and even before I got in healthcare, women, people of color, is not represented the same way as Caucasians.
1: Right.
2: They do not value our lives like they do a Caucasian. And I watched the, um, um, what it was, family reunion. It was something on Netflix. It's a series. And um they re the re um like had an episode where um Coco was having her baby and her um she kept telling the doctor um it wasn't her regular doctor. It was a Caucasian doctor that delivered her baby, but it wasn't her regular doctor. And she was like, Something is not right. I don't feel good. I don't it's just something not right right we know our body and she was like yes. oh it's fine we gave her medicine we gave her tylenol da, 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 da. and the mother-in-law was in there she was like no if my daughter-in-law telling you something right you need to check her but since you don't want to let me go find somebody who will right. she went and found another doctor a doctor of color
1: yeah
2: mm-hmm. and why the, the the doctor of color it um, was in there um working on her and um the the Caucasian doctor was in there. She started seizing. They had to send her to um, ICU right away. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, she had preeclampsia after birth. Mm. And it caused her because her blood pressure was high. And the in the Caucasian doctor didn't see nothing wrong with that.
1: And right.
2: when the Caucasian doctor walked out the room, you know the mother in law thanked the the what the doctor of color, and she said, you know. Um, I'm here to do what I need to do because we of color are not taken care of mm-hmm. like you should be in health right. And yeah. that is so true. And they did an episode because there's so many women of color that died during childbirth. I know I'm off the topic a little bit, but it's going to come back. But it's so many women of color dying in childbirth because we don't get the health care that we need. And that is so true with breast cancer. If you're right. a woman of color, You have to push to get that mammogram. You have to push to get the care that you need. If you don't, you will die because you will be underdiagnosed. They probably won't diagnose you at all because guess what? You're not 40. And they won't do anything about it. And you can tell them this. So you have to push. And if you find a doctor that ain't listening to you, it's okay. You're paying for that doctor. It's your right to get another doctor. Yeah. patient advocacy in the hospital and let them know what's going on. And you want a new doctor because this doctor is not listening to you and this doctor is not hearing you. This Mm -hmm. is your help, ladies and gentlemen. Because let me tell y'all something. A lot of people don't know. Men have breast cancer, too. Yep. Right. So if you're a guy listening on here, I suggest you go get checked, too. It's not just women have breast cancer. Right. Men have breast cancer. And it's so important. And a lot of people don't know that because it's mostly men of color that get breast cancer. And it's not treated. It's underdiagnosed. And it's not talked about. Right. So please, I'm I'm begging y'all. Go get checked. Push, right. push for your help push yep. to, push to be heard if that doctor don't want to hear you dismiss that doctor get another one until you get a doctor that will hear you
0: right yep that's good all right that's good sis. thank you for sharing that because i know you know when you shared that testimony a while ago long you know some time ago with me i was like well praise god because most times that's exactly what happened people go you know you get afraid and then you start um you know they just shut down right down and get real terrified of the news that they had got and then they they think it's the end and really okay it's not the end and like you said push Mm fight through it you know it's a process but you get through it right good all right ladies now we bring it in the, the other thing that's um, the awareness this month is domestic violence. So we're gonna shut this thing down. with talking about domestic violence. So um, God had gave given me that we were gonna talk about this. Actually, today we was you were gonna talk about a totally different topic, but He revealed re, reminded me of what this month was, and then so I was in that. I had um, on YouTube one of a, a episode called. I forgive you. And it was called Angelina, episode four. And so I started listening to it and watching it. I'm like, oh wow, that's right on the lines of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And so I'm watching it. And just know, you guys, that trauma runs deeper than what you think. Yeah. It really does. And so we're going to, we're going to all three of us ladies have been through domestic violence. You know whether it's physical, emotional abuse, mental abuse, it's abuse,
1: verbal, yep. all, verbal it. all that, financial, Finan-
0: fin- yes, financial abuse. So, it. so we're gonna talk about it, and I'll I'll start off because I want to take it all the way back because this young lady, Angelina, she experienced so in this this episode just trying to keep it short simple to the point she came home one day and her mom was sitting there at the table with her father and so I thank you for talking about this let's say Facebook user I don't know who you are baby so uh say who it is
2: you're welcome
0: thank you yeah but um so she she came home and she was like dad and the dad was supposed to have been gone. Apparently he he was supposed to have left him and the mama and the daughter. Hey, Melissa, oh, thank you for joining, babe. Yeah, thank you. So um, he had pretty much left both of them, but the daughter was like, mom, I thought you said that you wasn't in contact with dad. And so she told the, the mom went running after the dad because he got up, he was like, I told you, we we will not do this if she's around. So basically, he didn't want their daughter to be there. He wanted a relationship with I the mother. The he didn't want his daughter. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. So I just, I kept on watching and kept on watching. And so he got up and he stormed out. And then mama went chasing after him. She on the door. No, don't leave. And then, first of all, if he wants to leave, you let him leave. And he, so basically what you did was you cho- you told him that it's okay for him not to choose your child. Right. His daughter. So I was like, oh my goodness. So we talking about DB trauma. So, you know, with his words, that was abusive. What he said. And then for him to walk out on supposed to be both of them. But in, in actuality, he walked, up, walked out on the daughter. Yeah. And the mama allowed it. So mm-hmm. needless to say, The daughter grew up and so she started dating. She started going through the same cycle that her mother went to, went through, and she was trying her hardest to break free from that. But she didn't know how to do that because what, who was her example?
2: Her mother,
0: her mother was the example. And so she got older and, you know, I guess the, the father had passed on and she went and she came to talk to her baby or to her mom. And she was like, I just got to ask. I have to ask, did you ever stop seeing him? Yeah, she said no. So basically all these years, you still seeing this man, but the daughter couldn't be anywhere in the vicinity. So right. imagine what that did to Angelina. It killed her. So then she see, OK, well, my mom went through this. So now what happens is self-worth she now she don't even understand and know who she is because she didn't take on her identity from her mother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that happens many times is we take on the identity of what we were shown right and, and so her mom finally she finally admitted and she was like i thought she pretty much didn't think that she was going to ask that question but she asked that question and she was honest with her And the daughter said, I forgive you. I forgive you. And so what I do know is the mother didn't have any value for herself. Yeah. She didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. And she probably, that cycle probably
2: repeated what she saw. Right. And that's what I was going to say. She's seen that from her mother, her mother. Yes. And it just, down generational curse
0: there you go and it repeats and so I think it really um just really hit me because I'm like oh my gosh I immediately I felt how Angelina felt and I was like oh my word you know because my mom we I saw my mom go through a whole bunch of stuff when we were growing up I mean we were fighting her boyfriend with her you know my mama she was Look, let me tell you let me tell you about my mom. Look, you know how that Medea, that Tyler Perry, you know, she's been, been warming some hot pennies up on the stove and all that. Look, I'm telling you, it went, <laughs> it went down. You know, pushing refrigerators on a man and all that. You know, so we saw all of that. We saw, but mama, mama stayed. And so when as when I got older, when I got, because she was so dedicated and so committed to remaining in a relationship A couple of relationships that was abusive, you know, verbally putting hands on her. I saw that so I could so relate to Angelina because I was like, man, father, that's what happened to me as I'm coming up with my son's dad. I didn't know my value and my worth. So anything went. I put up with a lot of stuff from him. Then later on, a few years later, you know, I got married. I still went through stuff. It wasn't at that point, it wasn't physical abuse, but it was verbally and mental Mm -hmm. abuse. Yeah, me and my ex-husband were together for 18 years, married for 16 of them. And that's what I say, the generation, it repeats itself. So Mm -hmm. at some point, you have to break that cycle. And so I look at my baby girl now and I'm like, oh my gosh, She is so strong. And you know what she told me? She said, because I saw what you went through, mom, and I refused. So that cycle was broken. And she said, you taught me so much and you are strong because I had to finally realize my worth and my value after 18 years. Mm I said, Enough is enough. I understand what I'm worth. I understand who I am. And I know what God says about me. Mm-hmm. And if You can't love me and appreciate me the way my father loves me and appreciates me. It's time to go. And I released it. Yes. You guys, was it hard? And I filed for divorce because it was, it was hard. It was probably, I won't say that before I lost my son, that was the hardest thing I've had to endure was divorcing my husband. Cause you know, Jessica, I did everything in my power
1: oh, yeah.
0: to, on to my husband mm-hmm. because I wanted, well, growing up, we didn't, it, we were constantly moving, constantly moving. We were here and we were there. It wasn't a lot of structure. You know what I'm saying? Stability, should I say. Stability, So because we moved around. And I think when I got married, I seek and I yearned for that. Stability. He got me. He provides for me. But little do we know, ladies and gentlemen, because men and women, we suffer domestic violence. We do. So you guys pay attention to the signs and understand your value and your worth. And when you know who you are and whose you are, you won't allow that to happen Mm -hmm. to you ever again. Because your expectations will be like, well, if you don't love me, like God loves me. And he says, that I'm the apple in his eye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I cry, he's, he's catching my tears. You know, he's not telling me, oh, stop being a big baby. Stop crying. Crying ain't going to do nothing for you. Well, why don't you love on me?
1: Yeah.
0: Why don't you show me that you love me? Yeah. And so that's you know, I, I, we went through it. You know, I went through it and I saw that. And I was like, you know what? What, what really broke me, you guys, well, somebody asked me, your daughter is growing up. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. showing her that this is okay. From that moment on, I talked to my baby girl and I said, I'm tired. And she said, I know the best thing for you to do is to get a divorce. Now, coming from was home, tired too. I was holding my family together because I was like, I don't want to feel like a failure. If I divorce my husband, but mm. they were tired, and she said, No, be done. So I was done. I prayed on the course, and I was done. And so, your children pay attention because they're seeing things, and a lot of times they will make you realize who you are mm-hmm. and how much you're worth. So, today, I tell you what, I said, Thank you, Father. I did something right because she's mm-hmm. a small cookie. And
2: she is. I called my niece
0: a cookie. I called her a cookie, strong cookie. Yes. (laughs) But she is. And y'all know that. And she's not going to allow anybody to mistreat her and abuse her. And I said, thank you, Father, because I prayed for protection over her, that she would not Mm -hmm. allow anybody to do that to her ever in her life. So I'm done talking about me, Jessica. You got
2: the floor, baby. Oh, Jessica, I'll hit on something. What did you say, sir? I said before Jessica started, let me hit on something you said. Okay, it generational stuff, you need to break it, right? You broke it with Drea when you started talking to Drea. Yeah, with a lot of people, men and women, in order to break it, you have to talk about it. If you don't, it will never be broken. and Just continue to see what we're doing and they just gonna emulate what we're doing. But if right. we talk about it, even if we can't heal ourselves, let's heal our kids, yeah. Right? Right. Because right. sometimes we can't heal ourselves because we don't know how to heal ourselves. But we could talk to our kids and in us talking to our kids about what we enduring, we're healing our kids and they could break that curse, right? Yeah. So, and thank you, old enough to understand, yes. But yeah. thank you talking to my niece to break that and a lot of people have to start doing that and you know and I hate when people say oh then my kids I don't talk to them about my problem sometimes you need to
0: absolutely to see what their perspective is and how they're mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. because and
2: and they have feelings too. our kids feeling we going through all this abuse with this man and our kids are going through it too and that's what we feel to realize our kids are going through it too yeah. so we need to see how they feel and you right. What you said, and Jessica, I promise it's the last thing I'm gonna let you Oh, go. you're fine. <laughs> what you said, sisters, I was trying to hold my family together. Sometimes yeah. you can't hold your family together. What your family need is that release out of that bondage and out absolutely.
0: Of that bondage. Yep.
2: And I am so glad you talked to Dre. She said, release, let go, be gone, be done. Yep. And if we listen to our kids, our kids be ready to get out of it all that. They do.
0: Yes. Yeah. My-
2: Oh, I need a, a, a two house, a two parent household for my kids. Sometimes I,
0: I ain't right. Exactly. Right. Sometimes, Sometimes we they hurt them more than we help them when we stay in situations like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: know, you know, and even with Jeremy, you know, he Jeremy had been done. He was angry. He was angry. Yeah. He had been done. He was like, mom, why? Why are you holding on to this? And later on, I explained to him the why, you know, and he understood. You know, but it it literally, it really took because it was her daddy that I was with. And I didn't want, I knew when I left Jeremy's dad because of domestic violence, because he almost tried to take my life, I didn't want to feel like a failure again. Now I got, now I, I'm not, this is not even working. You know, now I got to release this relationship. And so when she said that, It freed me like, whoa, okay, I get it. I know you tired, but you tired too? I definitely got to do something different. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you, sis, for saying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jessica, you got the flow, baby. Let's hear you. What's up?
1: (laughs) I really thought you were just going to ask me questions and I can answer them.
0: (laughs) So I will. So, really? you, yeah, because I do have some questions, but I, I kind of want to do to kind of share. But okay. I do know what you went through, the domestic violence that you experienced. And I know it was hard, but so share with the listeners and share with us why you remained. What was really? going on on the inside of you for well, you to remain?
1: Um. I would say that, like, if you don't have the the right kind of conversations with your parents growing up, then you stay for stuff that you shouldn't stay for because you're trying to prove that you're worthy mm-hmm. um, that you're worthy of this love, you're worthy of like this adoration. you're worthy of somebody to care about you because you care so much because you love this way, and people don't love in the same way, you know? Yeah. so, um, you know, the first one. It was I really kind of tried to keep it under wraps because I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I was scared for my life. Like this dude is going to kill me. (laughs) And, you know, it it started while I was pregnant. It was like small stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like little stuff. And it's like, okay, so you snatched my chain off my neck and you pushed me down. okay. then, you know, it just gradually got worse. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally like huge pregnant, you know, and and it got worse and just got worse. And I finally got to a point, um, if I could be candid, my birthday, when I turned, I believe I was turning 27 or 28. Mm -hmm. Um, I had got up that morning and I went over my dad's house. Went and got my birthday card from him, you know, and came back to the house. And, like, I had made up in my mind on my way home, like, I'm done. And I didn't say nothing. I just was like, oh, I'm done. And um, I went underneath my sink in the kitchen and grabbed really big black trash bags. You know how my daddy did with the big black trash bags. Mm -hmm. I got, like, four or five of them, and I was packing his stuff.
0: Right
1: because I was done and I didn't want to say nothing because I don't want you I don't want to trigger you at this point so I went to my room locked the door packing and stuff and his green eyes went from green to red this wasn't the same person this wasn't and and it always did but it was like it was really bad this time and uh I believe, like I just remember telling him uh just go ahead and kill me cuz that's what you want to do just do it like i gave up i was done like mm. I, I couldn't go no more i was like i i'm done mm. just do it if you're going to do it you know right and i don't know what triggered i don't know what stopped him but you know he was like you just don't know how much i love you i say you know what i want you to hate me
2: that's right so right.
1: I like, right i just told him i was like i want you to hate me i don't yeah. i don't want you to love me i want you to hate me um, I ended up, you know, getting a restraining order and sticking with the restraining order this time. And um, July 13th of 2009, to this day, no one knows who did it, how how it happened. But um, my house was burned down. Right. And the night before I had called my grandmother because I needed to go to court the next day against him. And I kept seeing him around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to go to my grandma's house. Like, I just didn't feel safe. I was like, I need to go to my grandma's. So me and the kids went to my grandma's. And that morning at five in the morning, I get a call and sure enough, my house is burning down.
0: Right.
1: And so it was like, I'm glad I got out. I'm glad I got my kids out. You know, we lost a lot of memories, but. I'm glad we had our life, you know. Right. So, my counselor in the the domestic violence shelter that me and the kids were in, and it wasn't like a weird shelter like I thought it was. <laughs> but uh, right. she was like, you know, I haven't really seen you cry. Like, I don't feel like you're uh, grieving. And I was like, I cried for two days. I'm done crying.
2: Right. I got. I
1: have to boss up and like, I got to take care of my kids. What do you mean? Like, there's no time for crying right now. You know, like right. literally, I'm. I've, I did it. I'm done.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, and then you know you find yourself in it again and you're like, how did I get in this again? Like, how did I, how did I end up right. in a relationship like this? And it was more so mental and verbal abuse, you know, right. tearing you down as a person, making you feel lower than low, like making right. you feel like the smallest thing and all you're doing is loving this person. All you're doing right. is caring about this person. All you're doing is building a family with this person. And I was with him for 10 years. And, you know, it really hurt when he passed. Like, it it hurt me a lot, you know, because this was the man I was married to. Right. And, but it was while I was in it, I, I think it was like year eight. I just was done. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this cheating. I'm sick of you talking to me crazy. Like, I'm done, you right. know. And it's that epiphany of like, I was watching Diavion become angry, like I was yeah. watching him become very, very angry. He was like starting a fight, and that really yeah. wasn't me. And he's still not like that to this day. He's not a fighter unless he has to, but he was just getting really angry and like acting out. And then, um, you know, the kids were just like, "Mom, please stop crying." Like we, you know, I'm, I'm, why are you crying? Like what's and you get tired of telling your kids, "I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine."
0: Right. Right.
1: And your kids are like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> like, you're I'm looking not. at you, and you're not. You know, so then I started having conversations with my daughters, and I was like, I'm gonna get out of this because I don't want you to ever be in it. There you I go. Don't want these to be the shoes that you feel like you have to feel. Right. You know, right. Like these are not shoes that I want you to wear. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out of it, and I just was like, I'm done. You right. know, and but I feel like we stay because we're we're really just trying to be like. You no know, this is my family. Right. You know, I love this person. I'm in love with this person. I care about them. I care about their well-being. Like why don't they feel the same? Why won't they, why won't they love me the way that I know that I should be loved?
0: Right. So I
1: Feel like we we stay for a bunch of different reasons. Now if you have kids, you're staying because of the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if you married, you're staying because you married and or you're staying because you're scared of the unknown. You're scared of right. what's going to happen if I if I leave. What what's going right. to happen? You know, how am I going to function?
0: But right. the crazy
1: thing is, you're already functioning.
0: Right.
1: For me, it's like I was already doing right. everything that I did without right. you. I was already doing that while you were here. <laughs> right. I just like don't have to worry about like crying, and I don't have to worry about like wondering what you're out doing or hearing you talk to me crazy because you're in the wrong. You know, you right. don't have to. You don't have to feel that anymore. And it's like all the love you have in you like you you start pouring that to where it really needs to be where the focus was taken off of because you were so worried about how do I hold it together and your kids don't even want you to hold it together they like i'd just rather see if you don't cry I'd rather see you cry i'd rather see you be real than i'm going to hold it 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 Right. Because I feel like in in the African-American community, we are conditioned as women to, you know, be the strength, be the backbone, right. be the be the nurturer, be the caretaker, be the. Now it's like be the breadwinner, too. Right. You, you have go. to wear all these different hats. You got to be the the hard worker. You have to be, you know, a boss at work. You got to be a boss in the home. You got to like be the caretaker in the home. You got to be the counselor, the therapist, the nurse, the cheerleader, the I'm going to drive you to everywhere you need to be. You know, you have to you wear so many hats and people don't understand like the weight of those hats. Right. Yeah. The yeah. weight of the hats is is, is detrimental sometimes. And yeah. I had to have a conversation with one of my daughters, my oldest daughter, because she was in a situation. I was like, you got to get out of that. Like, we talked about this. You know what it is. Like, you got to do what's best for you. And she was she did her best to, like, get out of the situation. But the way she did, I don't think I would have did that. She, like, jumped out of a moving car. Because she wanted to get away that bad.
0: She wanted to get out. Yeah, she was,
1: done. she was done. And she was like, this is the best way I can do it and get away. Like, I'm I'm yeah. done. Right. You know, and the physical scars will clear up. But those right. emotional scars, like she's still working through those, you know, Absolutely. and she she has a real big problem with trust. And I think that what that's what happens when you're in these kind of relationships. You don't trust anymore.
2: That's the so, truth.
1: And maybe right. not anymore. It's just I don't I, I'm a hold you know, on to this right here.
2: Right. Like,
1: you know, put this blockade up. And if I feel like you are doing a little too much, like, OK, cool, I'm done you
0: know right you put that 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 boundary up yeah to, and it's, it's, like and it's not even a boundary to protect the thing you. is
1: sometimes it's not a boundary it's it's like a veil we put over ourselves right to protect us from something and we don't even know what we're protecting ourselves from it's right. just well I was hurt so much so I'm not even gonna let you get close enough to do that to hurt
2: me again right. and you
1: trust you don't trust easily when you've been
0: through yeah it. right you know, it's crazy because you were as you were saying that I was thinking about because I was listening to uh Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts and she said that um when her and her husband got together, um pa- Pastor Torrey would tell her, I will never cheat on you and I will never intentionally hurt you. And she said, Don't be telling me that. You're right. not be telling me that because you you are going to hurt me. You're going to do that, but it's because of what she went
1: through. Yeah.
0: You know, and so then she didn't allow in the beginning, she didn't allow her husband to break through that because she was afraid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what we do. We we stink, we like no, I'm not I'm not gonna give you the chance to hurt me, right? Like that, the last person Yeah, did. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like yeah.
1: we wanna give though, we wanna give a chance. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. We It's like you got to have control over that chance. Right. I'm giving you the chance, but let's see what you do. You know, it's it's always that thing in the back of your head that says this person might not do right. Right. No. Thinking like that, we sabotage a relationship
2: that could have been good. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, my thing is to women out there who's going through it, if you get out of it, and you know you have love to give, don't jump right back in the relationship. No. there
0: you go, there you
2: go. No. Deal. Don't deal with that issue, and you go into another relationship, you're not going to allow yourself to be loved the way you should. No. Because if that person do one thing to remind you of something that person who abused you, you're going to, yeah. it's going to be no trust. You're going to think that's that's what this person is, and it could be just a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. right. But That because we've been through that before, and that's a sign to us. Oh, that's a sign. I'm done. You know. And then later on, you see this person married, doing good, no issues, and you was like, "Dang, I really screwed that up." Or,
1: or there's the other spectrum of it. You get in one,
2: right,
1: and you are so busy. Like, okay, I, you know, I, I I didn't notice the red flags that you don't notice them again, right? Then it's like, well, now I'm blinded to them and. And you keep finding yourself with people that are like that. And right. it's like you didn't really take the time to fully heal before you got back in it. And because you didn't take the time to heal, you attracting that same kind of thing. Right? Right. And and I've heard, like, you know, oh, you attract people, you know, that need you in life or whatever. But Uh, If I need you to hit me, (laughs) I don't want to attract you. If I need you to abuse me in any type of way, I don't need to, I don't need that type of attract and I don't need to put that out there. So I got to look at myself and like, you know, get healed and get free so that I don't attract that kind of, you know, that kind of love. Cause that ain't love. love. And and one thing y'all
2: from experience is, you know, sometimes you love a person and you think you could change that person. You
1: can't. You can't. Because no, they don't work.
2: the experience I went through, and it's going to be very short, I went to the police station on my second daughter's dad, and he was arrested. He got out. Sweet talked me back. When right. Got into it again. I had to go back to the police station. You know, that God on Sam Sergeant was there. He said, why did you go back?
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And I'm right. looking I, and I'm when he asked me that I'm like, Because I love him. And he yeah. was like, You know how many times I hear that? Yeah. He's like, I'm not I'm not putting you down for doing it. And he's like, I hear from so many women because when I ask y'all, y'all that's the only thing y'all could come up with. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. My thing he said, this man told me, he said, Honey, you have to love you and your kids more than you love that man because he's not good for you. Mm-hmm. You back you're gonna keep going through this cycle right tell you what he told me that that was the end right. Right. That was me because they took him to make me realize like damn you're right. you right you know i have to love me and my kids more i i went back and he, and he said he gonna change it they don't change they tell you back to get you back and they're gonna tell you everything you want to hear right in my quest of healing myself y'all what i found is i kept attracting myself to these men because i was looking for a father there you go was, don't say that father mm-hmm. i was looking for that in the man and right. the that i got wasn't the attention that a father would give you but you yeah. would that love from a dad you don't right. know right are like oh you know, he tell me he he we got into it, and then he tell me he loved me. He buy me this. Oh, he loved me. No, yeah. that that's just let me keep you in my clutches. There you go. Control the control. Elf, you so I could control you. There you go. Mm-hmm. But once I learned who I was and my oh. wife, honey, it was on because then the tables changed. Because then oh, yeah. you begged me. I oh, no, no. We're, I'm and when he saw that I changed, he didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. Right. And that's right. oh, she ain't falling for my stuff no more. Let me try yeah. this. Try that. Yeah. None of that worked. And what yeah. is I went to the military. Now you can get to me. You 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 don't have that access to me that, that much. Right. All we have is a child together. You can call check on your kid. We can share custody, but that's about it, bro. Right. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Um, yeah. But we have to realize, you know, and, and and one thing I could say too is ladies, stop saying when you see somebody else going through it Oh, I would. That I'll never do, do that. I that, don't, ever,
0: don't ever say but, that.
2: That was me. I'll do this. I'll do that. Because I'm going to tell you Because you don't know what you would do.
1: I right. was to
2: tell I was in it. And I'm like, now nah, I ain't do nothing I said I was going to do because when you in it it's a total different situation. Right. Absolutely. You
1: are absolutely you know, and you lose friends too, you know, yeah, because the friend doesn't know how to be supportive to you. They don't know how to how to be there for you because, you know, in on one instance, you know, they're they're trying to be there and listen. Right. But then it's, well, you keep saying you're tired, you're tired, but you ain't leaving. And a lot of people don't know somebody's reason why they ain't leaving. Nine times out of 10, they scared to death. Right. Right. And it's not just like, oh, no, he scares me. It's I literally think my life might come to an an end. You know, like and you don't know that because you're not going through it. And I almost lost like a really good friend of mine. Because of that, because like she knew what was going on, but she started like, she made it a joke one time to somebody else. And I was like, you know, that's not something you joke about. And you don't bring that up in mixed company. They don't know me like that. They don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You're privy to part of it, but you don't know. And for you to make it a joke is not cool. So sometimes even our friends and our family members, they don't know how to be supportive in that because- it's not them. You know, right. when you hear so many people, it would have never, I would never, I couldn't. Listen, you don't know. You, you don't, don't know. You, you know. don't know. You don't. And the thing is, you should say, I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to know right. what that feels like. I don't want to know what I would have to do in that situation. Absolutely. Because you calling this girl dumb, but she's scared for her doggone life. She's right. scared for her kids' life. Right. You know, right. kids together. You know what I mean? And it's, People just don't realize that, you know, the power of words and when they right. say these things, because I see so much where people are like, she's stupid. I don't get why she stays. Dang, she must like it. Or what did she do for this person to do that? Right. Or what did he do? Oh, you must deserve it. And it's like, we as a people think of some real strange ways about stuff. You know, how can you look at somebody's misfortune like that? How can you look at somebody in that type of situation? And that's what comes to your mind. Not let me help this person. Not, you know, do you need anything? A hug, a smile, you know, a a word of encouragement. Right. Well, you stupid. Oh, what was you doing? Oh, what was you wearing? Or, oh, his friends came over. So you should have went in the room. Excuse you. Right. You know, so it's... It's to me, you know, people have a lot of judgment on something that they're not a part of. Right.
2: right.
1: They never experience. So right.
2: you, experience, you shouldn't speak on it. And I did until I got, till I experienced it. And I'm like, right. well, here I go. And right. then I used to hear people's like, oh, I, you know, I didn't leave because I love him. And then what the answers I gave the, the cop. Oh, because I love him. I love him. Yeah. And, and,
0: and that's true.
2: It's, Real because in your mind you do, and you feel like they will change. Yeah, right. I love them, I don't want to give up on them. Yeah, you know, but when he told me that, it like hit home like, damn, I am. I'm trying to love him and see that he changed, but I have to love myself. There you go, kids, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this was a great topic. We need to, you know, even after the month has passed, we need to yeah. revisit it. Mid- yeah. and- People out there, men and women, that's in mm-hmm. and don't know how to respond. Right. They don't no. know what they do. And since I know we talked about this before, we had put up a whole lot of um, places they could get help, you know. No. Um, but, you know, if you need help, look it up, Google, Please reach, out. reach out to somebody that can help. Right. Because, right. you know, it's going to end one or two ways with your life being gone or the abuser life going to be gone. And yeah. then you go to jail and then your kids have no one.
1: Right. But nine times out of ten it's you. Right. It's you yeah. that, that right. don't get away with your life. Right. right. And, and
0: I would to say what you what you guys said is you really have got to understand and value you. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the place where you know who you are and love you like you then you'll be able to, you won't even attract that anymore.
2: Yeah, right.
0: You'll look at it because now you're in a place because I I can say that because that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, (laughs) no, 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 no. I, I refuse to compromise me. Yeah. For anybody that's not going to value me. Yeah. And appreciate me because I understand and I know who I am. Because yeah. I know what love I give out. Yeah, I know who I am. I am love walking.
2: Yeah. and mm-hmm. when I love you, I love, I love you.
0: you
2: exactly. Period. No, if ands and no buts about it. No if
0: ands or buts, and that's what it is. It's genuine, real agape, unconditional, unconditional you know, God kind of love. Yeah, and if they can't love you with an agape, unconditional love, yeah. then that's not the person for you. Yeah. I, it's not. And you know, after my divorce, I said, I'm telling you guys, I got on my hands and knees and I cried and I said, Father, I will never again elevate a man over you. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what I did. I yeah. elevated this, these, these men over my God. Yeah. And I forgot who my father was. So I said, You know what? It is me. And you. And I took that time. I I think before I even dated again, it was like a year and a half.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: I had to heal. Mm -hmm. I had to know who is Keisha. Yeah. Because, you know, with, I want to say with mothers, even with fathers, mothers, we wear many hats. We're raising children. We're married, you know, we're family, you know, and so we have to wear many hats. But what we sometimes what we forget to do is we forget to say, who am I? What is that? Beautiful girls here. I
1: think you got spammed.
0: Yeah, that's what that, yeah.
1: That's spam.
0: But you know, and that's what, you know, you have to realize, who am I? Yeah. What are the things that I enjoy? You know, I tell you, me and my ex-husband, we divorced. And I, I think we divorced in, oh, my God. 2012. 2012. That was before and I moved. hmm Before you moved from Colorado. Yep. Yeah. And I moved, when did I move in with y'all,
2: sis? What year was that? It's 22. I want to say 2019, 2018. 18. 18. What, you, 18. what year you went to Georgia? She moved to
1: Georgia in 2019. So you moved with
2: us in 17.
0: So 17, because I was with them for a year. And do y'all know it took me that long to get to the place where I really understood and loved me?
2: And take that
1: though, because you got to take that time.
2: Yeah. Focus on
1: so much. But you know, Drea became an adult too. You know, so it was like you really had time to to focus on yourself and focus on your needs and focus on what you want out of life Absolutely. versus I got to bring these kids up to, you know, right. make sure they're, you know, responsible, you know, productive citizens in this world right. too and making sure, you know, they're, you know, they have what they, the tools they need. Right. You were able to finally focus on Keisha. You were yeah. able to finally, what I put on my post, you're finally able to, you know, add interest and tax. You know what I mean? Already. To right. who you, you know, to who you are and what you stand for. And right. it's a beautiful thing. Like your growth it's is beautiful. beautiful.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And you know,
0: I will share with you guys too, because even while you're you're parenting, even while you know, we have to grind. As women, we grind, we work, you know, we're taking care of these children, but even in that time, don't wait until your children are grown to find you. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Take some time to disconnect, to separate and enjoy some time with just you. Because in that you will, you won't just go for anything. Everything won't go. And you'll have expectations and you'll have boundaries. You just will. And you, and we have to have that because if you don't, anything will go.
1: There, I want to, I want to just touch on that just really quick. I promise. So When you say, you know, you have to focus on you. um, (laughs) It's for me, that is like one of my struggles. And I literally just told, I think it was like two of my kids. We had like a little conference call. This is probably a couple months ago. And I was like, you know, what's crazy. I know what all of y'all like to eat. I know what y'all like to wear. I know where you like to shop. I know what you like to do in your spare time. I know how you are when you're down and all of that. I said, but for the life of me, Mm -hmm. If I go to a restaurant where I would go to for y'all, I can't tell you what I would get for myself. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's that identity. And my identity has been so wrapped in being a mama. Mm -hmm. It's been, you know, wrapped in being a wife. It's been wrapped in, you know, taking care of my siblings and my family. And it's like, but I did it so much that I forgot to take care of me.
0: There you go. There you go. And you're absolutely right. And I remember um, it was a few years before I had filed for divorce, I told my mama that. I said, mama, I said, I have lost Keisha. Mm -hmm. I said, I've lost me trying to take care of, trying to please everybody else. But in the process, I forgot me. So do not, Jessica, you, girl, you gonna make me start crying. I'm sorry. But you have to, and whoever else is listening, you guys, you have to find you. You have to take care of you. Because like what we say, sis, you cannot pour from an empty cup. At all. We cannot pour from an empty cup. We can't keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And, giving. and who's pouring into you? Mm-hmm. If nobody's pouring into you.
2: You pour into you. Exactly. Cool sis, you say the mouthful because you know what I, I I listen to this song every now and then when I need a refresher. Encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah. it. and I will sing it like I can sing. Okay, I can't <laughs> sing, but I sing it to the top of my right. Head because say that. It reminds me if nobody else tell me I can run on, I can tell myself I can. Yeah, run. yes. You know say yeah. nobody have to pat me on my back. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Yes. You know, and I love that song because, you know, it just keep reminding you, encourage yourself. Don't wait for nobody to encourage you. Right. through whatever situation. Encourage yourself that you can do it. Encourage mm-hmm. yourself, you know, like, hey, you got this. If somebody tell you you can't, you encourage yourself because guess what? God said you can. Yeah. Right. You have to remember what he said about you, not what the enemy say about you. And right. when you Remember that you can encourage yourself to keep going, keep running, keep pushing. Yes. So, you know. You know oh, and,
0: and, and Jessica said something. She said, sis, she said, look, look at me, repeat my himself. But she said, I know everything that my, my children like. I know when you hurt me. I know everything about you. But she cannot say what does Jessica like. <laughs> Jessica can't go to a restaurant by herself without anybody because she's not okay.
1: Well, with- and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like, oh, I can do this for them.
0: Right. You know, that's right. even
1: that's even just going, you know, going shopping. <laughs> you right. know, I'm quick, I am so quick to put some back and be like, oh, that's too expensive when it's for myself. Yeah. But yep. when it's for somebody everybody like my is. kids or my spouse or, you know, whatever, it's yep. like you don't care I get that for them. You know, I don't even care. <laughs> no, no expenses spared. You right. know, so it's like, you, know, you I was, know, I'm just like, you know, I know everything for y'all. Right. right. And so for me, I'm trying to like get back to me. Like,
0: yeah, what
1: do I enjoy? What I like to do. You, you know, um, I'm tired of trying to figure out what everybody else likes to do because I already know. There you go. You know? So what you need to do, Jessica, is
2: get in the journal and yeah. write down what at least just start with five things. Five things I I wanna do that I right. think I might like to do. Yeah. And and see. And then if those five, do five more. And then in that time, you you discovering yourself, you're gonna yeah. figure, I like to do this. I you know, I really enjoy doing this. That's yeah. right. And then you're going to know what Jessica like, what Jessica like to eat, what Jessica like to do. So guess what? When you get with somebody else and they be like, well, what you like to do? Oh, what I like to do. There you go. I love this kind of food. I love doing this. I like going this place. Because if somebody was to ask you, and I'm not saying like a guy or anything, it could be a a girlfriend or or
0: somebody.
2: Hey, Jessica, let's go do what you like to do. Well, I don't know what I like to do. But I wow. like bowling. <laughs> right. you, know you like bowling. That's a start. That's a start because you know you like bowling. Yeah. So let's go. Oh, let's go out to eat. Let's go do brunch. Yeah. Where you go at well, you don't know because you you haven't. Yeah. Take that time. You know what, sis? Oh, thank you, Holy Holy Spirit. Tony.
0: Yeah.
2: With mental health.
0: Yeah.
2: She. I don't know if you see her post. She dates yeah. her
0: absolutely
2: from by herself she get wine she eats food, absolutely and takes pictures this is how you date yourself yes yeah. so yeah. we have to start dating ourselves yeah. when we don't know you know and that's the and, and she don't been through some. she could have been on this episode too but yeah. i love the fact that she's rediscovering who tony is absolutely you know, by dating herself And she always put up, um, you know, videos of her dancing with her little (laughs) light. Because she always did like to dance. She has started. I haven't seen that girl dance in years. Wow. Now she's dancing again.
0: Yes, she she be dancing. Yes.
2: You know what I'm saying? Rediscovering who she is. Right. Because she got two queens looking at her.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So and just, when we know and when we discover who we are, right? It gives our girls permission mm-hmm. to be who they are.
1: Yeah.
0: Even our, our our men, our young boys, young men growing up. They see, mm-hmm. oh, that's a strong cookie right there. Yep, my mama shoes. She'll go and be my baby girl tell you, Mama. I love my quiet time. Yeah. I love me some Keisha. And, me and Jesus. And, and I love me. I love to read. Yeah, I, I do. I love to read and I love to be in my own space. Well, you. When you get to a place where you absolutely love being with just you, then you know you're good. You know you're good.
1: Everybody got
0: quiet. Well, everybody got quiet. I ain't thinking well, I was,
1: listen, I'm <laughs> reflecting. I'm just reflecting because I love to read too and I don't yeah. know. Sometimes it's looked at as like, "Dang, you always reading." It's like, but that's what I really like to read. Like, you know, there you go. It's something that I like to
2: do. And get you, you when you read, you escape into the book. Yeah. And yeah, you matters, and that's why I like to read because I get into the book. I, yeah. I this, and it's like it's my little heaven. You know, I get on my yeah. own and I'm I'm in this book.
1: I'm right.
2: embracing the character. I'm taking on this character. You know, right. That's I'm my,
1: picturing all the scenes and what it could be, and what does right. it look
2: like. And you right. don't think about the troubles of the world. Because yeah. this is a this is a mental break, you know. Mm-hmm. And going in your quiet time, being by yourself, yes, you start, yes. and you can start talking to God. Who am I? I lost, mm-hmm. you know. Help me rediscover who I am, you, you know. We're and
0: you. yeah. I love that, and I'm I, I'm gonna tell y'all how I read. You know how people, some people just, you know, look. If I can show y'all, I have a whole, I have three stacks of books right here, right, and I got some in my drawer. And you probably read
2: a page out of each one of them. I, can't.
0: Not a page, honey. I be reading a couple of pages, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, this morning I'm gonna read this one. On my lunch break, I read the first thirty minutes of my lunch every single day and then at night before I lay my head down, I'm reading something else. But you know, I don't read just to (laughs) just be reading. I have to have Audible in my ear. So I actually have Audible and I got the book at the same time. I'm highlighting, I'm underlining, and I have my journal because if it's something that sticks out to me, I'm writing it down. I'm underlining in that book. That's why I love the book, the actual physical book, but I like Audible because I can hear it and I can retain it. I'm like, oh, girl, you said that pause, pause, you know, and I'm pausing it and
1: I'm writing it down. I can you know? see you doing that too. Yeah. And you are yelling at yourself. Again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's how I read. And I'm just like, and and that, that does it for me. And I, yeah. and I, it I retain it, you know, because I read a lot of inspirational books, motivational books, I uh you know, books that, that, you know, lead and guiding you. We just finished Balance by Pastor Tore Roberts. You know, I read Sarah Jakes Roberts. I'm reading a couple of hers right now. Woman Evolved. You know, I read that. And those are things that we do, you know, to help us evolve and be the, be the best version of us that God desires for us to be. So that's how I read. I have to have the audible i got my book and I'm following along and I'm highlighting and underlining. So if something hits me, then I'd be like, oh, and you know what it does too? Later on, if I'm talking to somebody about that situation, I can revisit that. You're like, you know what? This here helped me. And I might have read about it or I might have experienced it. Tools. This is what we say. We're going to provide tools and strategies to help you live your best life right now and break through and break forth into the plan and purpose that God has for you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's how we do it. Let's see what mama said real quick. And you also, okay, hold on. And you also, you learn from your experience and ask God to help you reverse it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: She had put that up earlier, but you're absolutely right. So any last minute, comments. This was so good, y'all. We're going to have to do a part two.
1: I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're
0: going to have to do a part two. So y'all good? Look, all hearts and minds clear. But Bye. I thank y'all Bye. so Sharon. much for sharing, you know, because I, I truly believe that this blessed somebody. I know a blessing. Oh,
1: leader. yeah. yeah. You you bless
0: me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for those listening now and those that will listen later, you know, just you may not take everything that we have said, but take something, take something. And Jessica, you said something. You said when when somebody told you they loved you, you said, I want you to hate me. If, if love is this, I want you to hate me. Mm-hmm. And that is so true to so, so many people. That's not love. It's and if not. you desire for somebody to hate you, if love hurts you, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't allow them to re-injure you, because yeah, we yeah. do that. We allow re-people to re-injure and re-injure, and we stay. So what we want to say: strive to thrive, so yes. we can help this generation and the next generation coming behind us.
2: Yeah,
0: to be continued. I love y'all.
2: Love you too. Thank love you. you. <laughs>